Hear ye, hear ye. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast coming to you from the bunker in an undisclosed but sort of disclosed location. Brought to you with the support of Champion Systems and the team at Grow Getters Australia. My name's Joel Spreadbro, joined as always by the champion that is Catherine Bates. Hello, Catherine Bates. Hello, Joel. How are we this week? Shaved and aerodynamic is how I am. How are you? <laughs> You are. Ah, uh, look, I'm not too bad. I've, um, I'm getting better, Joel, but I've had COVID. Um, so you know how we're mostly factual? Yeah. Can I just like upfront blame brain fog if I get anything wrong? I mean, well, there you yes. go. I almost You almost brain blamed frog. brain frog. Yeah. I, was... <laughs> <laughs> but I can blame brain frog. <laughs> yeah. Good to get it out of the way before Christmas because I tell you what, Christmas spirits are high, very high, like – Giant tree, giant star, garlands everywhere. Yeah. Like, you name it. I'm You're an enthusiast. You're a Christmas enthusiast. I've I got a couple and of our, gifts our... today. Ooh, tell Sorry. me about those. I, I just want to tell you a couple Anything of gifts quickly. Well, a few things we're going to get over is your mate Logan, the King King Logan from Logan. We're going to talk about him and his exploits. Uh, Femme Vam Ample, her exploits, despite a little bit of illness in the tummy, which I, I'm extremely inspired by you're going to find out why there's a filthy towel <laughs> sitting on the set as well and some sadder news about relegations and, and and a story that's been brewing for a while and it's one of those it was always going to happen but we're still sad about it kind of stories as yeah. well Kate Bates coming up coming up coming up well I hope that uh the towel and the sore tummy have nothing to do with each other John, yeah. just quietly. <laughs> Come on, uh, yeah. Uh, you have to. You'll have to keep listening or watching to find out on the Wheelhouse podcast. Before anything else, we're very excited about the tour down under making its return in January, mm. Kate. And we're not the only ones excited. It, it would seem that there's some pretty big deal bike riders also excited. Yes. Potentially a GT winner or two, maybe. Oh, or no, 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 or four. Joel. Just four. four. Sorry. I'm seeing yes. double. Um, <laughs> we've only had two in Australian history. Uh, one of those, the only active one uh, is Jai Hindley. Um, very excited to have him here. Now, we talked about that last week and how wonderful it was uh, to have the Giro d'Italia win- uh, winner coming to home soil to battle it out. We're still waiting to hear if Glutes O'Connor will be there um, crossing our fingers. But there will be some incredible athletes uh, heading down, which is really cool. So we've got Chris Froome. Uh, we all know Froomey. He's with Israel Premier Tech. Um, also, Aussie Simon Clark is with their team. So that's fantastic to have them uh, coming back and Froomey as well. Um, they'll have Daryl Impey with them, who's uh, won many uh, yellow jersey at the Tour de France along the way, used to ride for Orica Green Edge. So the Aussies love him. So um, pretty good to have the Aussie back. Um, the Yates. Just one of the Yates, though. Just Not one of Adam, the brothers Yates, think. okay. Just Simon. Um, okay. Grand Tour winner Simon Yates is coming back, um, as well as Geraint Thomas, um, wow. who everybody affectionately knows as G. And we've talked about him before, Joel, because of his love uh, for a very particular style of Oakley sunglasses. <laughs> now, the press release doesn't say anything, but rumour has it that Garrett Thomas will be rocking a different pair of sunnies at the Tour Down Under, uh, whereas Oakley have put their foot down and said no. They we said, are look, going to make enough of it. Right. Yeah, we need you to stop wearing the 1998 mm. edition. We need you to stop. <laughs> yes. Can you please yes. just meet us halfway, come into the noughties, please. Please, Garrett. <laughs> look, 
even though when you arrive in Adelaide, it will feel like it's 1998, um, but no. Come into 2020. I'm sorry. I love you, was Adelaide. Was that a bit of Adelaide shade? Yeah. <laughs> it was. was a, but oh. It was. It was. But I do love Adelaide and I'm going down for the tour down under. So, you know, I really shouldn't throw too much shade, should I? But it is really, really exciting, Joel. And I think that all of this excitement around the, around the men's race means that there's going to be some pretty big news around the women's race too. I tried to get the heads up. I did. I, I tried to go like behind <laughs> closed doors and get the yes. sneaky down low, uh, but I wasn't able to um, because it, they're making some very big announcements about the women's race um, over the weekend and next week. So on next week's show, we'll be able to talk through um, all of the very, very exciting female athletes that are heading to the Tour Down Under. Uh, but the assistant race director, Carly Taylor, uh, who was a pro, a very impressive um, female pro rider herself, Yep. She said that we just have to hold our horses. I'm not hold very good at being patient, though, Joel. No, well, you're so, an investigative journalist. Uh, yeah. Like, that's that's your thing. <laughs> you, you're an investigative journalist of the highest order. Sure. You, you, you've been known to pursue athletes around airports and mistake athletes' parents for other athletes and that kind of thing. But that's mm. a, it's all in the craft. <laughs> Can I just ask you, of the four mm. GT winners mm. that are coming, Wheelhouse mm. Podcast Selfie Session, who do we choose? What's our order of preference? Who do we want selfies with? <laughs> Out of those four, the most. Mm. And well, I, I should say, you're, I not mean, you're not allowed to have all four. You're not allowed to have all four. Okay. Um, oh, first. right. Okay. And then if I have to choose one of the others, um, I'm going to go for Chris Froome. Froomey? Yeah. Come on now. The guy's a legend. Like, he was a legend when he was winning the tours, but he's even more of a legend after his um, horrific accident and his comeback. He, it's like more than just about the bike riding now. I think um, absolutely. So I talk that's about my preference. I, I, one of the things I love about the Wheelhouse podcast is our unplanned segues, and you've just given me a perfect <laughs> one because talking Ooh. of legends, okay. if I may, mm. your dear mate, your dear, 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 dear mate, Logan Martin, is officially the king. Once again, remains the king of freestyle BMX. His, his Olympic title defense is looking good. The World Cup crown going his way. He, he came off mm. the bike. He recovered. Uh, he did it near his home on the Gold Coast. There's a lot of there's a lot of fairy tale about this, Kate Bates. There is. We love Logan from Logan, don't we? I mean, Not we'd sure. love him no matter where he was from. But the fact that he's Logan from Logan really helps. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, he's he was trailing by twenty points um, on the overall heading into this round. So it was quite important. It was a qualifier for Paris uh, 2024. He was pretty confident uh, that that was signed, sealed and delivered anyway, but he did want that overall goal. Uh, he got it, Joel. Oh, yes, yeah. he did. He was only 20 points behind heading in. Uh, he managed to steal the crown. So impressed. But the most beautiful moment uh, for me was that he dedicated the win to his father, Sean, um, who passed away in September. Um, my father passed away this year, Joel. When I read that, it gave me goosebumps. It mm. made me think um, what an incredibly special way to honour um, somebody that you love so much. Now, we've seen lots of photos on his social media over the years of him when, with his father. They had an incredibly close relationship um, and with his kids. And so that that was pretty goosebumpy and special to me to see that. Um, on a less serious note, Joel, um, how do we pronounce the Frenchman Oh, don't ask me. I was about to ask you. In the 2022 World Cup, right. Anthony Jean-Jean? His surname, 
Yes, it's spelt J E A N J E A N. Yes. Anthony Jean Jean. Is Anthony it Jean Jean or Jean Jean? I don't know. Oh, look, I, don't, I mean, it's French. It's got to be Jean Jean. Jean Jean. But that was yeah. I like yeah, it. I like it. There's sing. a surfer as well. I'm I'm having a blank, of course, but there's a surfer who has a repeated nickname as well. And oh, oh sorry, Jean Jean Florence, of course, Jean Jean. But it's in oh. the other. It's it's the other way around, oh, and it's man. spelt J O H N. So it's clearly Jean Jean. Oh. Whereas this one oh. is spelt Jean Jean, and it's it really throws <laughs> me about. It, it's um. It I'm I'm going to go with Anthony Jean Jean, <laughs> and I'm going to say like good on Logan mm. Martin. And you spoke beautifully about. His, his tragic loss, and I, th- I think there's something about that spirit that spurs athletes on, and this was an example of that because he, he, he produced a near-perfect ride to pick up that, that 96.9 near his hometown, or in his hometown, I should say, the memory of his dad obviously swirling mm. about as well. Uh, Jean-Jean slash Jean-Jean, not far behind, and our mate uh, Rimu Nakamura from Japan, who I still have not seen upright. I've only ever seen him Hold upside on, did down. Did you just call him Riom? No, Did Rimu. you just call him Rimu? Rim? No, Rim. Oh, Rim. 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 Is it Rimu? Not... Rim. Oh, <laughs> I definitely am not. You don't ever come to I me don't know. pronunciations on. I, I thought, I just, I was a fan of, I think from now on, it's simple, Joel. I'm calling him Rim because Rimi? I have associated that with the most beautiful cycling appropriate name, like Ryder Hezjadal, yeah. Rim Nakamura. So I'm going with Rim. Rim, Rim but he Nakamura. Beat big names, I think you were trying to make a very important point. I cut you off. I'm blaming COVID. I'm sorry. It's the frog the... brain. The froggy <laughs> brain hopping into the action again. No, it's totally okay. So, Jean Jean, uh, Rim Nakamura, uh, and of course, Logan Martin. And, and, and very, very importantly, a qualifying fixture for Paris. Um, so, all roads do yes. lead to Paris for Logan Martin defending that gold medal of his. Looking good. I, I wasn't disappointed, but I, after Abu Dhabi, I did ask the question, are we sad? I think I said, are we sad about Logan Ooh. Martin? Because he didn't quite perform that way. I regret asking that now because it never, been, it never gives us anything to be sad about. He's an absolute champion. Well, we were also asking, like, are we worried? And I think we've got the answer to that. And I've got to say, fun fact about Logan Martin, we've talked about how he built the ramp in his own backyard. Now, he did so because there were COVID lockdowns and he wasn't sure he'd get the consistency in his training. Um, So he built it so that he could train through that. Um, Put him out of pocket about 70 grand, like solid investment in his own career there. Uh, He has acknowledged his neighbours are not a fan. Um, (laughs) He has promised them that a tennis court will go in after the ramp comes out, so there you go. All right, uh, maybe a later them over for a bit life of doubles. endeavor. For <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. Um, but also through all of this, his entire body, Joel, save his head, but up to his neck, down to his wrists, so not hands and feet and not neck, is tattooed. Everything in between, heavily inked. Everything. Yes, I noticed that because he, he rides in a singlet. He, he he performs his craft, showing yes. a bit of arm, and there's nothing but ink. It's just. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, man. Yeah, He's on the, the golf cart. out, yeah. Uh, from King <laughs> yes. Logan Martin to a queen. Let's go from a king to a queen in cyclocross. Yes. I like this because Femme Van Empel, who we, we do, is a friend of the wheelhouse. She doesn't know it, but she is. Um, she doesn't ten... know it, but she is, yes. Oh, she's, 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 look, if you have a look at our socials or if you are watching on, a mud-splattered Femme here, absolutely whooping in triumph. And why wouldn't you? Ten cyclocross wins for the year a sixth world cup win she's done it at the death what i love about this the, the last corner push 
But even better, even better, she's done it with a crook tummy. Yeah, you are really holding on to that. She did do it with a with a crook tummy. Look, she has been absolutely slaying it this year in the women's cross. And uh, the course in Dublin for the World Cup, it's the first time they've gone to Dublin, so it's pretty exciting. But people were talking about it like it might be quite boring, uh, not a lot of incline, so fairly fat, flat course. Uh, but I reckon Mother Nature stepped up, Joel, because yep. it was disgusting conditions, which is <laughs> disgusting. perfect for cycle yep. cross. Yep. It was muddy, it was snowing, it was icy. Uh, like it was everything that cyclocross could be. Um, and she beat Puck Peters, who rides for Alperson de Koenig. It was a pretty tough battle. Um, they swapped attacks. It was just fantastic. Like it's the kind of... Uh, enjoyable aggressive racing that you just know there is no predetermined winner because sometimes we have seen it from everything to the Tour de France where somebody is just so dominant. I mean, Pogaccia uh, for his Tour de France wins, it was almost inevitable. But what we're seeing in women's cross is it's developing so well at the moment that it, it is really down to the wire in every race. So it's pretty cool. They kind of took turns. Um, yeah you know, first and second in the mud. And the pictures are so epic, aren't they? I reckon that's my favourite part. Like velodrome pictures, they're all very civilised. It doesn't look like you've worked very hard at all. Yeah. Uh, but then you get these cyclocross pictures and, um, yes, the, the, l- less glamorous. We say that a lot. Like it's not that glamorous. Maybe it's I need to find glamorous. it. That's my bingo word. No, <laughs> yes. look, it's, uh, it's, it's rugged. It's in the trenches. All of that. There's a big rivalry uh, with with Puck. Oh, help me out here, Puck. Is it it's Peters. Peters. Oh, Peters. really? I'm yeah, trying to be fancy, done. and it was just. So. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, the 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 girl from Alberson de Kunik, who's a fabulous rider and has had a a hell of a rivalry with uh, with mm-hmm. Femme as well. Um, another extraordinary effort, I think it's safe to say. And it, on the Wheelhouse podcast, brought to you by. Our friends at Champion Systems and Grow Getters Australia, shout out to the team there for coming on board. Let's stick in the mud because I enjoy the mud. Uh, and when there's a friend of the wheelhouse that's a bit stuck in the mud, I think it rates a mention on this program. So what better way to bring in your dear, dear mate, Wout Van Aert. Muddy Wout, Kate Bates. Muddy Wout. Look, he took another victory. Now, he has been... Um, you know, over the years, so incredibly dominant in cyclocross. He and Matthew Vanderpool have really uh, gone head to head. Now he did win in Dublin. He beat out Tom Pidcock, so he's our Olympic mountain bike champion. A little bit too talented um, for his own good, I think, Joel. Um, <laughs> they are vastly. What's really interesting about watching them race is they're vastly different physiques. So Tom Pidcock um, makes Van Art look like a giraffe next to him. Mm. Like they're just, you know, it's the long and the short of it for shizzle, uh, but Tom Pidcock is so incredibly skilled that that's really where he comes into the fore and Van Arte's just, you know, a what machine. Now, I yeah. reckon part of why he won is because the course was probably less technical and more flat and more for the power riders, but the conditions, Joel, were pretty horrendous and uh, I reckon it's time to introduce um the really impressive part of why he won uh, yeah. because he had to have a bike change along the way, remembering yeah. that in cyclocross they have a um, – because the bikes get so muddy and dirty, they often have to change just for those reasons. So they have a transition area, the pits, 
Um, it's, it's not the pits to go to the pits. It's literally called the pits, just to yep. clarify for yep. non-cyclocross fans. Motorsport fans they will relate, through. yes. Yes, they go through, they change bikes, they literally jump off it, keep running, jump on another bike, and then the mechanic will clean the mud and the dirt off the bike so that when they need to, when it get clogged, gets clogged again, um, they can do that again. But um, Joel, he had a bit of an interesting one because it wasn't just mud that was stuck in his uh, brakes. It was a dirty towel, a we dirty have the rag. Towel. I, I messaged Wout after it said- The towel? No, Kate, it's not the towel. Of course it's not oh, the towel. Oh, Joel, go with me. Come on. It's a precise I was, replica. Oh. No, I can't. I, it's, we're, we're all about integrity and mostly factualism on this show. I wish it was the towel, but we have an expression. Um, <laughs> we have an expression for anyone listening overseas or watching on getting toweled up in Australia, and that means losing, mm. basically being defeated. But in the case of Wout, getting toweled up means a minor inconvenience, which you then brush off and go on to win <laughs> the race. So I'm fascinated about this because, it, you know, another mm. saying is throwing a spanner in the works or throwing a spanner in the spokes throwing a towel in the spokes. This has actually happened. So he's riding away and an errant towel, a, a wayward towel, a listless towel, whatever you want to call it, has found its <laughs> way into his wheel, basically. And he's gone, <clears throat> wait, oh, something's not quite right here. But being as cool as he is, cool as a cucumber, kept his composure, jumped up, got a new bike, lost, lost some serious time. And mm. then, as you say, is but a then made monster. up some serious time. Yeah, yeah. Punch. It was it pretty out. impressive. It's so he kind of toweled up Pidcock. So he copped the towel, but Pidcock got toweled up. Am he I using toweled it up correctly? Tom. He yeah, toweling of Tom. Tom. Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, it becomes so it became such a thing that he took the towel on the podium with him. Um, oh, it's massive, you know, yeah. because it's like one of the strange curiosities of what happened. I reckon more people talked about the towel than the victory. Uh, it's a big but, towel. It's that's why we've got a well, replica in the in the studio. Wout is here. a big fella, so you know it needed to match up. So it's any other normal person's bed sheet. It's just Wout's towel. <laughs> I, I, I'm fascinated by this because you've been around the sport for a while. Is a towel in the wheel something you've come across before? Never heard of it. You've never I, experienced actually, a towel, an errant towel. No, I haven't. But I'm actually curious as to what the towel was doing there at all. The only ex explanation I have is that once they spray the bikes, you know, when they come in for the change, that they then give them a bit of a dry off with the towel. But mechanics in other disciplines have rags but not towels. And there is a very big difference. A rag, you know, a small cleaning rag versus what looks like a bath towel. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but did somebody nick that out of the hotel? That's what I'm wondering. It, I was going like, to is say there a hotel like in a hotel Dublin? Towel. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hotel in Dublin who were looking curiously at that podium and their notes from the cleaners that morning. So hmm, somebody might be getting a towel bill. Yeah. I wondered where our, our towels know. went. That was a really bad accent. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not really. Even gonna try. I'm curious about it because it is a legit bath towel. Like it's got the little embroidery on it and all of that. It's it's a mm. it doesn't it does it just doesn't strike me as an elite athlete towel or a bike wiping towel. It's it's the towel that you use at a hotel and you you leave on the floor mm. whatever you need to do. Um, mm. You don't well, take it to the track I... and then almost derail Wout Van Art with it. But apparently you do. No, apparently that's the thing. Well, I mean, I think 
it's like when you see like the warning labels on shampoo including like do not eat and you're like who did what for us to have that warning label yeah you know and i think this is one of those things where from now on in any tech guides they will make reference to please ensuring that no um, fabric or towels or stuff are hung over and um, without towelgate you'd be like who did what for that warning but I think here it is. Who set the precedent? And, and <laughs> look, at Wheelhouse Podcast, uh, obviously merchandise is a big part of the show here. So if you would like your own replica, well, Bernard, <laughs> official replica towel, they are available now. I don't know how many we have. I've definitely got one here. Uh, price yeah, negotiable. It's... I'm going to say 10 bucks O-N-O. There you go. Is that okay? It's not my towel to sell, but you're, you're all right with that, mm. aren't you? 10 bucks? It is. Look, it's already a bit grubby, so I might um, take it to... Give my bike a bit of a polish. An actual towel. Season. I, I have a <laughs> sense that towel. this has been greased up by Merxy because the grease looks like it's come from a bike mm. that's done some serious Ks. And I know Merxy's been out there riding he, like a demon. He's, he's a serious rider with a serious bike, Joel. We're going to have to um, do some serious training to seriously catch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I am being fully serious about that. But towel gate, whatever you want to call it. I know we call everything gate, but this is a genuine gate because I've never heard of a towel causing this sort of issue it's it's yes. like we say it didn't derail him he went on to win it uh, mm. but the towel the towel that almost ended everything for Wout van Aert maybe that's a, a doco or a book for Wout the towel and I the Wout van Aert story <laughs> the towel and I it could be I don't yeah. know good on no him though I, you no know man's I love towel. Seeing him win. well look my only downside is that with Wout in the media again Joel yeah. Everybody loves Wout, don't we? I think. Do they though? Do they, Kate? Well, look. Apparently I not. Do. I know you do, but apparently oh. not this week. I'm sorry to, to burst your bubble mm-hmm. there, but another one of your favourites. Well. <laughs> Talk about a toweling. Talk about mm-hmm. a toweling. I think we need to be very clear on this, Joel. In our household, the Bates Mears household, one of us is a very big fan of uh, Mr. Van Art. Yes. And one of us is a very big fan of Mr. Sargon. Yep. Um, we are sitting on opposite sides of the fence this week, Joel. Oh, really? If it's not clear in the tone of my voice, I yes. am the Van Art fan. And Mr. Sargon, watch your manners, has come out swinging. Hasn't he? He doesn't I, like him. I, he's, no, no, he's, he's disappointed me as a person. I'm and I've got to say, there is, you may as well call someone an F-wit or something because saying you're just a disappointing <laughs> human being is, is more offensive. It is like literally the, the name calling. It's like, no, no, mm. everything about you, your character, you're, 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 you're just a disappointing person. That's what Peter Sagan has mm. come out and said after, a, after their crashes, uh, clashes, I should say, on the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. He reckons he was unfairly impeded. Wout got in my way on stage three this year. Uh, and he never said sorry. He never he never bothered to say sorry. And I love this. He's a great champion, but he insulted me at the tour and he hasn't apologized yet. In this, again, he disappointed me as a person. I'm waiting for him to come to me. Okay. I won't go to him, so stalemate. And I think he himself, this is my favorite part, I think he himself <laughs> understands why. You know what that is? That's the old classic, you know what you've done? Go and have a long, hard think about it. Come to me when you're ready to talk, mm. Wout Van Art. Well, I mean, what do you, it, I know Peter Sagan is a parent. Um, he's doing a very good job of parent talk here with the, <laughs> you know, 
I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yes, you know, I'm exactly. not angry at you, Wout. I'm just disappointed in you and your as character. a person. In brackets, as, I'm just as disappointed a person. in you as a person. That's a big sledge. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, they it's been some pretty epic clashes. Like in 2020, in stage 11, when there was a little bit of fisticuffs between them, um, Van Art actually went across the line, Joel, with the bird. The bird in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, if you're like watching, that. you know what the bird means. If you're not watching, you put two fingers down on either side of the middle finger and that's what you get to get the bird. Mm. That's not very becoming behaviour. I will agree with that. But I, I feel as though there's a little bit of like old statesman in Sargon, like I won't go to him. Like I'm the older, more established writer. I don't care what he's done. You have to respect the elders, almost. Okay, in the so pack. he is—he's coming from a respect, and I've, I've earned an apology kind of point of view. It's got to be. I, yeah. I think so because otherwise, he wouldn't be making anything of it. He would just be like, you know, I'm not—he's a good bike rider, but I'm not a real fan of him. He wouldn't be making the point to say I'm waiting for him to come and apologise. Yeah, I don't know. There's something yeah. in that. I reckon um, it's a bit of a elder statesman kind of thing. I, so. I know you love Wout, but the the whole bird thing. I do. And, uh, mm. You know, has has Peter? Does Peter have a point? I think Peter has a point. Um, try saying that ten times really fast, Joel. Yes. Any yes. voice teachers listening are like, "Oh, that's a good one." I do think he has a point because there does need to be a lot of respect, and cycling, in many ways, has this huge amount of respect. Like, think about when the yellow jersey at the Tour de France. Um, gets a mechanical, it's kind of a no attack rule. Um, yeah. At any race when the race leader, um, you know, stops to get a water bottle, whatever, anything like that, um, when you go through a feed zone, you don't attack. Like it is kind of gentlemanly, gentlewomanly, you know, I need to work on that term, uh, in its nature. And certainly all of my experience in the women's peloton, there is a lot of respect that goes through if some of the older, more experienced riders, for example, want to take a stand against something they don't like going on, for example, the race conditions or such, everybody follows along. So I do get that. In the race, it is a little bit different because there's the sporting element where everybody's just trying to get a result and people do clash sometimes with heads and shoulders. But there should be that respect off the bike. And I suppose that's what Sargon isn't saying but is insinuating is that not only are there these on-bike clashes, but he doesn't feel like off the bike that's been resolved. So he might accept that if off the bike he came to him and said, sorry about that. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, I I know that my mate Wout is of good character, Joel. I just don't okay. question it. Um, so, look, Mirzi's a bit worked up about Pedo being upset, but I think yep. that we can deal with that. But it's a very interesting predicament that Sargon finds himself in because he rides for Total Energies. They're not a world to a team. They're not going to get the same amount of respect in the bunch just generally as some of the other teams. And so I reckon that Sargon's also feeling a little bit on the back foot about all that sort of stuff. It's just, okay. more, just more spidey senses. A little bit more going on, a little bit more of, of grievance yeah. sort of happening. Um, yeah. I'll tell you two teams he definitely won't be riding for, and that's uh, Israel Premier Tech and Lotto Sadal after, mm. uh, I guess, the worst kept secret was confirmed this week. Uh, relegation <laughs> announced by the USI. Alperson uh, de Koenig, Arkea Sands, mm -hmm. promoted 
Israel Premier Tech Lotto Sadal gone. Now, gone. this was expected. Um, the criteria, I, I look, speaks pretty clearly about what it is. Um, whew, I got to say, though, no, not enough ranking points to get there in the end, but it, it, it threatened to get a little bit ugly with uh, Israel Premier Tech owner Sylvan Adams. He's been on about it for a while. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sue. I'm going to take you to court. This is blah, 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 blah. blah. What's the latest? Is he now just saying, I'm just done. I'm done with cycling. This sucks. Not fair. Going home. Turning my phone yeah. off. Everyone go away. I think he's had his dummy spit. He's moved on. But it's so the whole relegation debate, I mean, it's it's been talked about for so long because it's got such far reaching implications um, around everything, including. Um, athlete welfare because a lot of the riders were saying they wanted to take time off during the season or they wanted to finish their season early but the teams were saying no we need your points um, you need to go to these races uh, yeah. and also the fact that winning grand tour stages sometimes got you fewer points than winning smaller races and so there's been a bit of debate about that but if we dial it back and just talk about the impact um, it has on these two teams to clarify, and for the Aussies who are concerned about Caleb Ewan, breathe easy. Yes. Um, because Lotto Sudal, who are now Lotto Destiny, at least I think it's called Destiny because it's missing a letter, but it's D-S-T-N-Y, you know, one of those really classy Destiny. spellings. Destiny, okay. Yep. Destiny. Um, yep. They are on the top of the Pro Tour uh, list, and so they automatically still get invites to the Grand Tours and the World Tour races. So... Yeah, technically they're relegated, but we want that impact, Caleb. And I think that was a lot of Aussie fans' concerns of course. that he wouldn't have access to the big races. The bad news for the Aussies, though, is that with Israel Premier Tech relegated, that does affect Simon Clark, uh, yeah. who won a stage this year, of course, of the Tour de France in, in incredible fashion, and also Chris Froome. I think it would be safe to assume that they'll get wild cards for a lot of races. So, for example, they are coming to the Tour Down Under, no problem. Um, we would assume that they would also get an invitation to the Tour de France because of Chris Froome's pedigree there. Yeah. Uh, and I think because of what Simon Clark has done as well, the Vuelta, for example, um, where he won the KOM jersey at the Vuelta, we could expect them to get an invitation to that. It might affect some races in the middle, though, and certainly um, – you know, Giro, we just don't know those sorts. If you then go down the list a little bit, it becomes quite interesting because we mentioned Peter Sagan and Total Energies. They're on the Pro Tour list, uh, not on World Tour. So if we can assume that um, Lotto will get one of the wild card, wild card for the Tour de France, our Premier Tech will probably get one. That takes us already to 20 teams. That only leaves two more wild cards um, to even get over the Tour de France. Yeah. Total Energies may or may not be one of them. Um, so it does definitely put the pressure on further down the list. And, of course, it would be remiss of us, Joel, not to mention um, that it is highly, highly likely at this point that Mark Cavendish will sign with one of these Pro Tour teams um, instead of World Tour. And so we could probably assume that that team would be aiming to get um, a wild card spot at the Tour de France and some of the other Grand Tours as well. So it's a really interesting situation because some of the pro teams um, are really high quality, like the yeah. Q36.5 that Doug Ryder is running, Human Powered Health are great, Total Energies. Um, we've got a few new ones in there, really exciting. We've got uh, 
from New Zealand, Bolton Equities Black Spoke, which is a new uh, new into the Pro Tour Pro Team list. They came from Continental, so they're out of New Zealand. So that's pretty cool because, yeah. you know, we've got an Aussie team uh, up in World Tour, but to have a New Zealand team pushing up there as well. So, it, look, it's really bad news for Israel, Premier Tech. Um, it's not as bad news for Lotto Destiny, uh, but it is, you know, it, it does really affect those other teams um, like Total Energy. So a bit of a wait and see. It is, like you said, lucky for the wild cards mm. because otherwise it could have been a real, real drama oh. for a lot of these riders mm. with teams having, well, we've spoken about it, well and truly sewing up rosters, uh, obviously well in advance. Also 15 places in mm. the women's world tour. Um, is it, it was Planter Pura. But now it is Phoenix de Kunik, the renamed team, getting the last place there as yes. well. Uh, yep. A very tightly contested roster there as well. Um, but, yeah, a very it interesting is, story. Yeah. It's one that's been plaguing the sport for months. So tough times. Tough times yeah. for a lot of these teams to keep uh, keep their bikes on the road. Kate Bates on the Wheelhouse podcast. Let's stay with Aussies. Mm -hmm. So the uh, – the Oppies, the uh, the famous, the Oppies, the famous yes. Oz Cycling Awards. Now Jay Hindley, you love him. We all love him. He's he's taken it out his first Oppie, uh, the Sir Hubert Opperman Trophy, of course, mm -hmm. a virt virtually awarded, but uh, obviously winning the Giro got it for him. He also had a tenth at the Vuelta. He mm -hmm. he 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 pushed Michael Matthews old bling along in Wollongong as well, uh, getting him onto the podium. He's had. He's had a bumper year. Uh, congratulations mm -hmm. to the West Australian. Now, he also took out the road category. Uh, your mate Grace Brown won the Women's Road Award. We've also got your mate Logan Martin and a lot of your mates, uh, Georgia Baker, yeah. Petra Kohler as well. Now, I want to ask you um, if, I, if I can because Beck McConnell. Now, this is really interesting. Yeah. Beck McConnell got in touch with the wheelhouse Um just, just uh, look. I'm going to let you take this because basically, arguably, there's a case. There's an uh, there's a case for Beck McConnell to be, maybe be considered a better effort, but the GT thing sort of skews everything a little bit. You've you've dived into this. Can you please explain where Beck McConnell is coming from and and where you sit on this? Yeah. So to backtrack just a little bit, amazing that Joe Hindley won. Right, he's had yeah. an incredible year, and he deserves it. And uh, we'll actually put the full list of uh, winners in a show note, um, so you can click through to Oz Cycling to get a full list of all of that. Um, now, it wasn't Beck directly; it was somebody um, who's advocating for her, and advocating, their claim, yeah. which I think is fair, is that what Beck achieved in mountain bike this year was arguably more impressive than what um, Jai achieved on the road, and. I thought, you know, without kind of putting the result sheets next to each other, we'd have to look into that. But I, I suppose it goes very easily, Joel, if you're a road cyclist or um, even a track cyclist but not a mountain biker, your natural favour would be to say that to win a Grand Tour, two Aussies only in history have done it, is the biggest thing, right? Yep. Above and beyond anything, above and beyond an Olympic gold medal, a world title, any of that. The issue with that, when I took a little deep dive, so I have this delightful uh, document in front of me called the Oz Cycling Awards Policy. So it's the latest version from September 2022. So 
like to think it's quite updated because I thought it's really interesting to me. How do they decide? How do they weight performances? How does it and weigh? Yeah. To start with, it's in my opinion, it's a great document, but I do think that they could tweak it because there's no point system, right? So it's not like the Brownlow or something like that medal, which we um, have uh, for football to, for the best and fairest player where people are awarded points and so it's quite easy. And then if there's a joint winner, there's a joint winner. Um, what they instead have is like essentially a performance period that goes from the 1st of December the year before until the 30th of October. Um, and within that, they're rating people by excellent performances um, throughout that period. Now, if you each, with under the OPI itself, each discipline, you know, we've got road cyclist of the year, track cyclist of the year, mountain biker of the year, etc. But for the OPI, um, the weight goes, number one is a UCI Grand Tour GC, right? So no surprise why Jai won it. Yeah. Under that is Olympic Games and Paralympic Games, which explains why Logan Martin uh, won last year as an Olympic gold medalist in lieu of any Grand Tour winners. But essentially what this says to me is that no women, it, in the condition that a man, a male road cyclist won a Grand Tour, no woman could beat him, even if they won the Olympics, the World Championships, um, and you know every other world tour race in the meantime because there aren't any grand tours as categorized by the uci for them during the season um it means that no bmxer or mountain biker even if they won every world cup every world championship and olympics in the same year they they couldn't win it either okay. um and so if you look back through history we've had a couple of female winners uh, anna mears caroline buchanan but now looking at the criteria they've won it um because a man hasn't won a, a GC at a Grand Tour because if that man had have won a GC at a Grand Tour, um, it would have trumped those performances. Uh, and so, look, I think Beck McConnell had an incredible year, Joel. Like she won three World Cups on the mountain bike. I'm not sure that I would then elevate in my own estimational points above um, what Jai Hindley did. So I yeah. still think that we have the right winner. But it does beg the question that even if Beck had have won every World Cup and was world champion, she still wouldn't have been able to win the award over him. Um, and so I find it really interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a really difficult one. Yeah. I, I think like the sacred nature of GTs is not lost on anyone in the sport of cycling. <laughs> we've spoken about this quite a number yeah. of times. Uh, we've compared them to monuments. We've compared the significance and the prestige. That's obviously reflected in this scoring system. I think I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I, I am going to say, I think taking out that Giro, the effort, the performance that he put in, I, I'm with you saying he is a deserved winner. Um, taking nothing away from Beck McConnell, extraordinary Oh, year no, as well. she's had an extraordinary year, yeah. I do agree a crunching of the numbers, that you need to reweight that. Look, we've seen an example this week. We've seen it in a different sport. We saw yeah. it in tennis. Ash Barty took out the John Newcomb medal, which is Australia's best tennis player for the fifth straight year. Now, she did that nine months after retiring. And the reason she did it was because she won a Grand Slam. She won the Australian Open yeah. in January. She won a couple of other tournaments, don't get me wrong, in a doubles title. But there was an argument to say she hasn't played for most of the year. The likes of uh, Nick Kyrgios, for example, 
played a Wimbledon final, won a couple of uh, majors as a doubles partner and, and a, a string of tournaments as well. But it's the, it's the same debate. And in tennis, I think everyone's quite satisfied that a Grand Slam is a Grand Slam. This thinking appear, obviously applies mm. in the sport of cycling as well. I think I, I definitely agree with the reweight, but gee, it's tough to take away from the extraordinary effort in Italy because, as you say, it just it's it's not something that happens very often. No, but but is the is it not happening often? The the athletes who are performing, like Logan Martin, for example, he shouldn't be punished because not many Aussies win Grand Tours, mm. for example. And, I mean, I just think that a way for them to rework it, I'm super interested in people's opinions on this and um, we're yeah. going to put this out on socials and really encourage um, people to throw some ideas out there. But I reckon points, you know, maybe a Grand Tour you get 50 points and um, exactly a World Cup you is. get 30 points, an Olympic yeah. gold medal you get 40 points. I don't know. But then well, I think that you've hit it there. The Grand Olympic Tour doesn't medal, sit above. Yeah, absolutely. An Olympic gold medal, looking at Logan Martin, it's like let's be fair for all of his exploits. We were speaking about him earlier this program once again. what mm. wasn't in the running. Like didn't really stand a chance in the context of the current scoring system. But – Look at the yeah. achievements, look at the feats. It's like re-weight it, rebalance it, redistribute mm. the he numbers. Won, he won last year, but he wouldn't have won with his incredible achievements last year. He wouldn't have won this year wouldn't just because it, yeah. of that criteria. Um, yeah, and also pretty tough for the women, isn't it? The it is very women. tough. It, it absolutely um, is, and especially with – you know, with the famine, with with mm. women's GTs becoming finally more of a thing as well, they can mm. review that because, as you said, yeah, that's the latest document from September. The information in it isn't necessarily up to date. I'm going to say that it's not, it's not as current and as relevant and as applicable as it probably should be in the current climate and the current sort of uh, the, the layout of of world cycling in both men's and women's. But tough one this year. Tough one. I'm going to stick mm. with saying I think personally that Jai deserved his gong but I definitely think you hit it on the head there when you said this many points this many points we've got a lot of great bike riders across a lot of great disciplines that deserve recognition their feats deserve to be featured they deserve to count and that's kind of what feels like it hasn't quite happened as effectively as it should just saying just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Love to hear <laughs> well, your there's thoughts. our uh, two cents. It's not really our two cents. It's kind of more like our $2. That was like $3.50. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Wheelhouse podcast because it is an issue. As you said, I made a mistake. It wasn't Beck that commented uh, to us. So that would have been interesting. It's like, hi, Wheelhouse. Beck here. Uh, we'll yeah. have a bit of a whinge. No, someone doing it on Beck's behalf. That was my mistake. Yes, a supporter. Um, no, but but it, it is – it's a – really valid point and I think that the passions mm. from each of the disciplines come through so um you know I, I love it when people reach out and uh, want their voices heard because I you know we are a community in the bunker we sure are we yeah go? we sure are well me and yeah. my Nicks and my chamois I'm part of that community now couldn't be proud of Kate Bates uh, before we go uh, I just <laughs> a quick quick mention here the the Austral happening happening this this coming weekend Australia's oldest Race, I, 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 you know the date. I'm going to say, is it 1887? How did I do it? Yes, nailed it. it. 1887. Stop that. Yes. So this year is the 125th edition um, of the Austral. It's a two-kilometre handicap on the track. So uh, everybody starts, you know, between scratch, which is at the start-finish line, and then somewhere around the track to get a little bit of a head start. Eight laps, 2K. 
We've had some pretty cool winners over the time, actually. Dalton Stretton, he's this little pocket rocket from Tasmania, uh, won it last year. Maeve Plouf, our friend Ploofy, she Ploofy. won it uh, for the women last year. Uh, so it's back on this weekend. It's going to be live streamed. Um, so Oz Cycling, head to their YouTube page for that. We'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. And uh, the sprinters are back, Joel. So they've mm. also got the National Omnium Championships happening as well as some junior racing. But the sprinters um, have come back. Matty Richardson is back in town after his big Champions League win. So I reckon, you know, it's, we're coming close to Christmas and you don't want to be going to the shops because that's too stressful. Kick back <laughs> on the couch, uh, watch the bike racing, shop on Amazon if you must, and yeah, yeah. Uh, watch Matty Richardson in action. Yeah, yeah look, take, there's a uh, lot of big names turning up, so it'll be cool. <laughs> Matty Richardson just doesn't stop, by the way. Wow. Just just stay on. Talk about get back on and stay on the bike. Uh, what a year, Matty Richardson. And, and, again, features into that debate, which we won't get back into because we'll be here until next week, but – Weigh those points as well. Weigh those points and make it. Because mm, I a can tell order. you that Champions League track is not even on that list. Not even there. Yeah. No. So let's update that bad boy. Mm. Maybe we should just, you know, maybe we should just take over Oz Cycling. <laughs> I think that uh, Marnie Fetchner um, is a little bit more qualified than us, Joel. Oh, uh, sure. But, All right. Hey, look, you mm, have your mm. opinion. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No <laughs> disrespect to Marnie. They do a brilliant, brilliant job. And the reason we have so many successful athletes across so many disciplines is of course an administrative body doing some beautiful work so congratulations to them and uh congratulations on all the oppie winners as kate says you'll find that list uh on our socials and our show notes as well this is the wheelhouse podcast i'm going to call time that's the ding, bell ding, ding. from santos to a down under uh brought to you <laughs> by our very dear friends at champion system and the go-getting team at grow getters Australia. Uh, really appreciate your company. Like, share, listen, watch. Tell your friends. It's uh, mostly mostly factual, easily digestible. It's the Wheelhouse Podcast. My name's Joel Sprebra. Your name's Kate Bates. We'll see you soon. See you next time. The Wheelhouse is produced at River City Studios for Listener. Thanks to our friends at Champion System, executive produced by Luke Mears, written and hosted by Catherine Bates and me, Joel Spreadborough. Thanks for watching, listening, liking and sharing. Let's go.